0: Hey, I don't know what you're dealing with right now. I don't know if you're dealing with challenges. I don't know if you're dealing with successes. I don't know whether you're young or old or married or not married or where you're at in your journey of life. I do know this. This world changes, and our lives change constantly. Jesus remains the same, but everything around us changes all the time. So how do we deal with that? There's a verse for that. Let's read a few Bible verses helping us deal with change. Let's go. Alright, good morning everybody. Thank you for joining me this morning for another episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking podcast, Instagram Live, YouTube video, whatever way you're watching me, I am appreciative that you're joining me today. Today we're talking about Bible verses about dealing with change. So I'm not sure what's happening in your life uh, right now, whether you're in a, in a weird season of change and going from one area in your life and God maybe has opened a door for you. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're stuck somewhere. Uh, Maybe you're stuck in the hallway waiting for God to open a new door for you. Wherever you are in your life, we can all deal with a few Bible verses that help us with change, because change is inevitable, isn't it? Uh, Jesus remains the same, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but everything else changes. This world changes. If you look back at your life, you realize that your life has changed so much, even in the last three years since kind of the COVID stuff started. Man, this world has changed dramatically. Our lives have changed dramatically. It's crazy. So uh, let's deal. Let's talk about some Bible verses to kind of help us deal with the change. To kind of get through the change, uh, and and whatever uh, things that are being thrown at you right now. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into God's word to help us deal with those things. So we're going to start with Hebrews. Let me get my old man glasses out. Sorry about that. Uh, Hebrews uh, chapter thirteen, verse eight is where we're starting today. got my uh, verses right here. Uh, so let's uh, let's dive into Hebrews. Hebrews is in the New Testament. For those that are maybe not that familiar with the Bible yet, <clears throat> it's in the New Testament. It's kind of after all of Paul's letters. So there's a little bit of a debate whether Paul wrote this or not. It's in a little bit different writing style as Paul's letters, but it's right before James. And uh, it's uh, it's written to the people of the time that were kind of new converts, so to speak, to Christianity. So let's uh, let's dive into he- Hebrews thirteen. Verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I'm going to read the next part just because I want it for context on how we're talking here. So verse 8 is, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 9 starts, so don't, do not be attracted by new strange things. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from the rules about food, uh, talking about earthly things. So, what can we learn from this verse, right? First and foremost is, this world will change all the time. I love verse 9 where it says, don't be attracted to new, strange things. Strange being worldly things, uh, not from God things, so to speak. So what do we need to focus on? The fact that Jesus Christ is always the same, consistent in our life. He will never change. The Bible is written thousands of years ago in many ways, And it still remains true today. God doesn't change. Jesus doesn't change. God's Word doesn't change. So no matter what you're dealing with in your life, as you're dealing with change, because change does come from this world, right? Now, can God cause us to change? Absolutely, 100%. So Jesus wants us to change to be more like Him and to be closer to Him. But He stays the same. So if you're chasing Jesus, knowing that you're not chasing Him, You're looking for him. A lot of people use that word, chasing Jesus. I'm chasing after Jesus. No, Jesus isn't moving anywhere. He's standing still. He's standing still, and we need to run to him. And we got a lot of stuff in our way. This world is just craziness. Our lives change every single day. We never know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis. But Jesus is the constant in our lives. So cling to that. So if you're dealing with some sort of struggle right now and you don't know how to come out of it, cling to what is not changing, which is Jesus. All right, uh, let's flip to the Old Testament. Uh, we're going to go to Ecclesiastes 3.1. Let me find Ecclesiastes in here. So it's kind of not quite in the middle of your Bible, but pretty close in the middle of your Bible. So mine is three um, one is where we're turning to. Mine is page eight hundred and seventy four, so we're almost right in the middle of your Bible. So uh, if you're following along with me, uh, go ahead and turn to Ecclesiastes <clears> three <throat> one. Let's talk. Let's talk about seasons in life. All right, three one, and this is I'm going to read three one is what we want really want to focus on. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, three one we really want to focus on, but I'm going to read a few of the ones after that just to kind of give us some context. All right, so Ecclesiastes three one. A time for everything. Verse 1 is, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Verse 2 goes on to talk about some examples of these seasons a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to be healed, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. So it goes on to give you know another five or six examples of some of the things that we could be dealing with in these quote unquote seasons of our lives so whether you're in a season of planting or harvesting or whether you're in a season of tearing down things in your life and walls in your life or building them up whether you're whether you're on the verge of tears or of laughter either way there is a time for that So as we talked about in the first in Hebrews, Jesus remains the same, but our lives change constantly, right? So in Ecclesiastes 3.1, God tells us kind of, hey, it's okay, there is a season, you will change, you will deal with change, whether you're crying or laughing or grieving or dancing or planting or harvesting or searching or not searching, there's going to be a season for you in your life. Have patience with God. Let Him help you get through those seasons. Let Him help you get through those changes in life. Because He's telling us right here that, hey, there's a time for that. There's a reason for that. There's a plan for that, right? So if you're dealing with some of the first half of all these sentences, right? You're planting, you're crying, you're scattering, you're turning uh, your are uh, searching your embracing your you know whatever that may be know that if you have patience you'll get out of that and you'll be harvesting and healing and laughing and dancing so whatever you're dealing with right now know that that's, it's purposeful in you you know sometimes I'll tell you I mean, sometimes it's it's hard like if you take verse 5 a time to cry and a time to laugh sometimes we're in that season, so to speak, of crying. And it doesn't feel purposeful for us. It feels like we're dealing with tragedy or grief uh, or sadness, and we don't understand the why. But what follows that is a time of laughter, right? So sometimes we have to go through the pain to understand and appreciate the laughter. Because if we were just laughing and dancing and harvesting and Uh, turning away and mending and speaking, all these other things he's talking about in Ecclesiastes 3, if that was it, then we'd be in heaven right now, right? And we wouldn't appreciate it as much as we will when we get there. But if we go through times of pain and sorrow and being born and being scattered and grieving, that helps us appreciate the good times, and it prepares us for the good times, right? And it also shows us that we need God and we rely on God for the dancing and the laughing and the, all the good things. So if you're in a season of pain, rely on God to help you get to the season of healing. Okay, That's what he's talking about in Ecclesiastes three, 3.1. All right, back to the New Testament. We'll go, um, we'll go to one of Paul's letters. Let's go to Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. So Philippians, uh, for those new to the Bible, I say this all the time, uh, when a Paul's letter, the Apostle Paul wrote a bunch of letters to a bunch of churches, and this is one of them. So Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, it's highlighted in my Bible. I encourage you guys to highlight it in yours, too. So let's read 6 and 7 together. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I think I can do an entire episode on Philippians four, six, and seven. So what does it start off with? Don't worry about anything. So if you're in if you're if you're worried about the change that may be coming in your life, this is helping us dealing with change. What do we need to do? Pray about everything. Okay? Pray about everything. That will help you deal with the change. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, okay, so this is where the change occurs, right? If you pray about everything, and if you thank him for all he's done, and if you tell God what you need, what will happen? Then, Paul writes in verse 7, Then you will experience God's peace, which will exceed anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So if we pray about everything— And in those prayers, we thank him for everything that he does for us, and we ask him for things that we need, not that we want, but things that we need, then we will experience God's peace. And with that peace, which we can't understand, it's too great, uh, he'll guard our hearts and minds. So whatever you're dealing with right now, go to it, go in it with prayer, okay? This is Philippians 4, 6, and 7 for those who uh, need a reminder. <laughs> so whatever change that you may be dealing with in life, you're about to change a job, you're about to change schools, you're about to go from uh, high school to college. I have a daughter right now that we drop off in a couple of weeks that we're moving uh, into her dorm room. So she's dealing with a big change in her life. My, my, wi- or my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, goes into surgery in 15 minutes. That is a change that she is dealing with right now, and that is uh, fearful a little bit. But if we pray to God for that and pray to them and ask Him to help us get through these changes, then He will guard our hearts and our minds, right? All right, let's hit, uh, let's stick in uh, the New Testament and go to one of the famous Bible verses uh, in the Bible, Romans 8:28. All right, uh, that is one of Paul's letters. so it's right in Smack dab about three or four books prior to where we're located, so just turn <clears throat> to—mine is uh, 828, um, page 1496. I'm not sure where it is in your Bible. That's roughly around the Okay, All right, so uh, Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit. So thinking, thinking about change and thinking about what we're dealing with right now, right? This is the Bible verses that are dealing with change. So how can this help us deal with change? We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to the purpose for them. So if you love God and you're called to the purpose, what does that mean? Called to the purpose. What does that mean? We are called to to follow Christ. We are called to love Christ. We are called to love each other. That is our purpose. So if we have accepted Christ as our Savior, and we follow him, and we do what he asks us and tells us to do, what will be the result of that? That God causes everything to work together for the good. So have faith the fact that if you're dealing with some change in your life, if you go to God with it, if you pray about everything, if you give Jesus your burdens, if you ask him for help, God will make everything work together for your good. So that's about faith. That's about trust. That's about as you're going into a season of change, you know things are going to be challenging for you and scary for you. If you trust God, have faith the fact that he'll Turn out everything for your good. Okay? It may not be immediate. Right? I'm going to close my Bible because I want to go on a little bit of chat here. We deal with immediate gratification constantly in today's society. Okay? Maybe you just quit your job. Maybe you just uh, graduated school. Maybe you're... Unfortunately, maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe you broke up with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Now, don't expect... If you pray about it, the next day life is rosy and perfect, okay? You've got to trust the journey, okay? God will turn everything out for your good, but he may not be done with you yet. He may not be done teaching you a lesson yet and preparing you for what's next to come. Let's talk about jobs for a second. Let's say you quit your job and you don't have a job lined up. <clears throat> Does that mean your next job is your God-given job that he wants you to be in? Yes and no. Maybe not. Maybe he needs you to take another job to learn a little bit of a lesson and get some more experience before you get to the job or where the position is that he wants you to be. So have patience with God. Have patience with his plan for you. Have patience for the journey that you're on. But just know and trust that in Romans 8, 28, he says that if you trust him and you call to his purpose, everything is going to work out for the good. may not be today, may not be tomorrow, but eventually it will be according to his plan for your life. Have faith in that. So whatever change you're dealing with right now, I don't know what you're dealing with. You know, I, I know we, I deal with change constantly. We've dealt with change over the last, uh, you know, few years after COVID. Uh, I, I I work out of my house more than I work in, inside of an office now. Uh, I, I've, my, my kids are growing up. My um, my wife's, you know, wonderful and beautiful, but everything changes. <sighs> we deal with it all the time. So anyways, thank you for uh, joining me today for uh, these Bible verses that help us deal with change. There's a bunch more I got uh, written down, but I only got to four today because we're running out of time. Anyways, all right. So uh, this is the time of the uh, kind of the episode that we uh, answer some questions. So if you haven't already, if you're live on this Instagram, make sure you ask a question down at the bottom, and I'll answer a few of us, a few of them before we get going on our Friday. Hmm, coffee's good today. I need coffee. I know people give me grief about coffee all the time on here. Uh, anyways, uh, all right. Let's see what questions we have. All right, we got a bunch on here. So uh, bear with me if I don't get to yours, but I'm going to kind of flip through and, and grab one here. Okay. Uh, Jessica says, I have no question. I just want to truly say thank you for being a great help to me. You know, Jessica, God bless you. And thank you for joining me today. So that is, uh, sometimes I do this in the camera. I talk, I post things all the time and I, d- I don't get a lot of feedback. So it's kind of, I feel like a community here, but sometimes I, uh, I feel uh, separate from you guys. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll go with Rose Grace, uh, Gracie here. How to read Bible consistently. How do you read your Bible consistently? All right, so a lot of people ask me this, you know, do you write, read your Bible uh, consistently? And if you do, how do you get into that habit? It is a habit in some ways, right? Two, my answer is twofold, I would guess. One is, practically, uh, practically, I would say this, uh, anything that you want to do on a consistent basis every single day— Uh, You've got to develop a habit, a 21-day habit. So uh, practically speaking, I would say if you want to read your Bible consistently, I would find a Bible plan on Version somewhere else, or just grab a book of the Bible that you want to read, maybe a gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and just read it every single morning at the exact same time uh, for 21 days. Develop that habit, that practical habit of reading the Bible. Okay, We do things habitually all the time. You grab your phone in the morning and check Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever you're on. Um, we, We get up and we brush our teeth every morning. We eat breakfast every morning. We do things out of habits because our day is broken down that way. So find a time to read your Bible every single day and do it for 21 days and try to develop a habit of that. The second part of my answer would be on this is there's nothing more important then going to the lord and spending time with the lord in prayer, reading your bible, just meditating on it, talking to him, praying for yourself, praying for your day, praying for others, and reading god's word. This is what he wants us to know. This is a message directly from god. I believe that. So if you haven't if you feel distant from god, you feel like you haven't heard from god, you don't know how to talk to god, open your bible. His word is right there. Okay? So it's important there's nothing more important carve out time to spend with god every single day okay every single day reading your bible praying whatever that may be listening to good christian music watching youtube videos listening to podcasts hanging out with me on instagram lives whatever that may be find time but from you got to turn it into a kind of a habit a little bit but a good habit a good habit so find time uh, carve out a specific time of your day, hour in the morning, hour at night, hour at lunch, whatever you can find to kind of carve out and spend time with the Lord, including reading your Bible. And I promise if you do it for like 21 days or a month, uh, you'll develop and you'll get into that. It'll be part of your life. And that's what you need to be because you do you can do anything for half an hour a day. You can do anything for half an hour a day. I guarantee if you looked at your phone and you looked at how often what your you know screen time was, uh, it's probably hours and not 30 minutes. So if you make it a priority, you can uh, you know, you, you can do anything for half an hour a day. And there's nothing more important than spending time with God. All right, let's find another question. Da, 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 da. That's a good one. Uh, that is a good one. Um, all right, what is the best wisdom? I, I'm just gonna pick this one. What's the best wisdom you can offer to a new Christian? the best wisdom, wisdom, I would say, uh, two things. One is wisdom comes from the Lord. And if you want some wise, uh, words of the Lord, open up anywhere in the book of Proverbs and that's your book of wisdom. That's where you need to get it. Now saying that, uh, if you're a new Christian and you're um, unfamiliar with the book of Proverbs, I would open it up. But if you're asking me what I've learned, um, um, as uh, I guess, as an old Christian, so to speak, uh, which I, I mean, I've gone through my cycles of being closer to God throughout my life, and, and, and uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's better than others. Uh, I would say the wisdom that I have is, <clears throat> going back to our verses we read today, would change. Um, you may be a new Christian right now, but if you can cons- consistently work on your faith and consistently work on your relationship with Jesus, your life will dramatically change. You may not feel that way all the time, but I promise you it will. I promise you it will. I look back at my life now, and I, I specifically—and I'll just pull one, you know, memory out of my testimony. I remember I, I was in college, and um, I had uh, I had a lung issue, right? And I ended up having a lung surgery where they had to kind of staple my lung back together. And I was in the hospital for weeks, weeks. Oh, I was. 22 years old or whatever I was, I remember laying in the hospital bed, thinking uh, before surgery. I was thinking I'd been been in the hospital about two weeks at that point, and uh, I remember thinking, you know, this may be it. And I remember praying, closing my eyes and praying. It was two o'clock in the morning, by myself, laying in this hospital bed, and praying to God uh, and asking Him to get me through that cycle. And I remember thinking at the time, as I was praying. Lord, if this is your will, I don't understand it. Because, you know, I never got married. I never had kids. um, I I never got to live my full life. Um, I felt a little bit hopeless there. And I was praying to God, asking him to kind of get me through that medical struggle. And one day, I wanted to have a family. It was important to me. Now, uh, I'm 50 now. Uh, I've been married for 22 years. Uh, I've got one daughter who's uh, in college and one going to college in the fall. And so he has a- answered that prayer that I prayed in 1996 or whatever it was. I can't remember what year it was. Uh, I didn't appreciate that for a long time. But I promise you, you will. You, your life will change for the better if you go to God and give him those circumstances in your life. I gave him that circumstance. I could not control that circumstance of laying in the hospital bed, feeling like I wasn't going to make it. But I pleaded with him and asked him to get me through that, and he did. And he provided what I prayed for you know, years later, but he provided a wonderful wife, beautiful kids. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but as I'm older, I look back, and it helps me establish the fact that I trust God With those big things in my life, and wholeheartedly trust God. And the ones that I trusted him with came true, and the ones I didn't didn't. So you want to, you know, a little bit of wisdom there, I promise you, just give it to give your life to him and just give your struggles and your burdens to him and trust him with where he takes you. I promise you, he'll take you where you need to be. I promise you that. So as a new Christian, I'm telling you, I'm asking you, I'm praying for you uh just let go just 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 trust that god's got a good plan for you trust that he's going to protect you but you got to give it to him you got to give him your life and i promise you if you do it'll turn out better than you ever expected it may not be immediate but eventually your life is going to be better than you ever thought possible if you give that life to god i promise you that all right, we only got to a couple of questions. Sorry about that. Those are long answers, to short questions. So uh, I appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of asking those questions and, um, and joining me today on this episode. So I'm going to have one sip of coffee, and let's pray, okay? Let's pray for, uh, you know, everybody out there dealing with change right now, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, we want to come to you thanking you, first and foremost, thanking you for bringing us together, for providing these great Bible verses that can help us Uh, deal with whatever change that we're dealing with in our lives. Thanking you for protecting us. Thanking you for leading us. Thanking you for consistently opening doors in our lives to help us change, even though we don't really understand them at the time. And sometimes we don't even recognize those doors at the time, Lord, but you're, you're consistent with us in our lives. You never change, even though we do every day. Our circumstances change every day. Lord, we're thankful that you help us deal with that change and get through those changes and walk down this curvy path of life uh, knowing that it leads to you, and we're thankful for that. Lord, I want to pray for everybody watching or listening to this right now. I don't know what they're dealing with. I don't know what change they're dealing with. I don't know where their lives are going or where you're leading them right now, Lord, but I'm praying that you protect them and you give them the wisdom to trust you on the journey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you guys for joining me again. We'll get it back together on Monday. Monday's episode, it's going to be, I think, July 25th. I think, I think that's the word. So we're going to do a little Christmas in July episode. We're going to hit some Bible verses in the Gospels talking about the birth of Christ. I don't know why. It's on my heart. I feel like I want to do that. So we're going to do a little Christmas in July on Monday. It's a little teaser for you on there. So have a great weekend. Love you guys. Talk to you all soon. Uh, God bless you guys.